Welcome back to another episode of Dear Single Mama Podcast. I am your host and founder, Clarion Brown, temporarily, honey, don't get it twisted. And today I have here with me two amazing bros, two amazing friends of mine. I have a Mr. Brandon and a Mr. Kelvin with me. And listen, y'all definitely want to tune into this because I'm asking some questions that I know that y'all ladies be thinking about, but maybe just a little too scared to ask. Yeah, I'm going to ask those questions, so we're just going to dive right into it. Welcome, 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 guys. How are you all? Doing pretty good. Another day, another dollar. Doing well, doing well. I'm in the same boat with my brother. Another day, another dollar. All right. I feel that. I ain't mad at that at all. So listen, thank you guys for coming on the show. I really um appreciate it so listen with this being said let me just go right out and ask it how do men feel about single mothers brandon you go first i I gotta go first (laughs) you go first you go first (laughs) my answers my answers gonna be a little different uh well no brandon do you have kids no, I do not. Okay, great. Well, I can say um, as a s- single man, um, I, me personally, I don't have a problem with a single mother, but I feel like in today's society, a lot of guys do have a problem with that. It's simple mm. about that. It's, it's the amount of kids. Let's say that. Mm. So if a young lady has one kid, you know, a lot of men like, oh, I have no problem. You know, dating her, but if it's more than one, say like two or three, that's mm-hmm. when a lot of guys are like, yeah, this is not going anywhere. I'm going <laughs> to see this being one thing. I'm just mm-hmm. going to hit it, and that's nothing more, nothing less. So that's my kind of take on that. Me personally, I don't have a problem with that. I, mean, I don't. Mind, I won't mind. Well, this is my person. I won't mind dating with somebody if they have a one child. You know, I I can say that for myself. I have a cap. So if one, if they have one child. You know. I have no problem with it because, mm-hmm. you know, that's just me personally. Now, two, three, four, yeah, I'm not going to keep that going. Yeah. So let me ask you this to kind of piggyback off of that. What is the mindset or why Why is that? Now, I get it. Okay. She got, you know, two, three, four, five kids. Okay. You know, I get it. You know? But what is the mindset behind that that a man thinks, oh no, nah, man, she got two, three, four, five kids? What why like like why not? Uh I would say uh it's their mindset. They'll say, Oh, she got too many kids for me. I I'm not about to try to play father figure role to all these kids where mm-hmm. they don't even see it going anywhere. Mm. Okay. And also okay. it could be it could be uh, another reason it could be, oh, you know, they she waited late to say she has that amount of kids. You know, men have done that too as well. You know, yeah, uh, not fully uh, give out Disclosing. all the information. Yeah, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. you didn't tell me you had this a kid or so. You know, they might say, oh, mm-hmm. I was trying to wait for the right time. That could be also the right thing. Uh, the thing with women as well. You know, she might have four kids. You know, why you didn't tell me that at the front? Oh, I didn't know how that to bring that up. Right, right. You know, before I had my kids, 
before I even had my daughter, I was dating this guy. That's um, I was dating my um, daughter's um, father at the time. And before that, I told myself I never wanted to date it, date anybody with kids. And so I, I totally get, even when people say that, that's just their preference and I respect it. All right, Kelvin, I can't wait to hear your answer because you have a beautiful daughter. Yes. Um, now, I would prefer to date a single mom. Mm, oh, why is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. I'm in the same boat with Brandon. One was my cap, if that. Yeah. Uh, just because I, I understand, I get it. From a single man's point of view, if you don't have any children yourself and you're walking into a situation with a woman that does have a child, there's a certain responsibility that's there that's unspoken and it, it doesn't really become a true responsibility until you guys have that conversation, especially if the father of the child is in or not in the child's life so it's it's a mm. I think we, we we have conversations about sometimes um my preference now is simply because now my thoughts are okay I have a daughter I have a responsibility and obligation to her first yeah. I want to be dating someone who also shares that same responsibility and obligation for someone so that they understand when something comes up, when my daughter has this going on, when I have to do this to make sure that she's taken care of, that person can relate on a more realistic level than mm-hmm. just observation. So, like, a woman who doesn't have kids, I could date her, but eventually it's going to come to a point where she starts to question, like, what is my role in your life? Like, <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. not daughter. So who comes first, me or your daughter? Well, my daughter's going to come first. But the the other side of that is she doesn't have anyone else to say, okay, well, this person comes first before you outside of myself. So Mm -hmm. it can become very difficult. I'm not saying that it can't work. I've seen it happen before. But a lot of times I would say that the biggest fear for the women is uh, women and men is not necessarily the children, but the relationship with the other parent. So I think that sometimes can deter someone from saying, oh, I want to date uh, a woman with kids or a date a woman with a kid because now I'm thinking, okay, well, what's your relationship like with the father of your children? If you have multiple children, if you only have one, mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, okay, we well, you know, that was one time thing. Y'all realize it didn't work. It's cool. Versus it being like, okay, you have like three or four kids then you're starting to question a woman like, well, what decisions did you make? What got you to this point? Like, mm-hmm. I can't, you can't help what the father does, but that's more than one kid. So that means you made a decision more than one time. Mm. Happened like that. That doesn't necessarily, you know, pass judgment on the woman. Yeah. She has her own life. There's a lot of different things that can happen. She could be with a guy that is great to her and she has to decides to have a child with him and then he you know, he turns left. He does something that she doesn't expect, and then she has to get herself out of that situation. So I don't ever want to make judgment on it, but like you said before, the preference is I want to be able to make the decision to say this is what I like and this is what I'm willing to accept versus I don't like that, and I wouldn't want to put myself in that situation because it's not fair to the other person or their kid. 
that's a really good point that you made that you're thinking about well if you continuously made this decision to have these children whether it be with one man or you know with multiple men what was your mentality like behind that and I think that that's really important and key because then you're kind of able to see and can kind of navigate okay well you may still struggle or deal with this or you may still struggle and deal with that Am I willing to walk with you? Am I even even better? Am I grace to walk through you <laughs> through all of that? You know, so I think that that's a really good point. You know, actually, even me myself, um, I would actually prefer to date somebody with a kid or two. Now, even myself, I got two kids, but even I got a cap too. Okay. And I've been told that so funny it's so hilarious to me um you can't really have a cap or nobody's really ever going to take you seriously let me tell you guys something funny a so-called friend of mine told me one time clearly we're no longer friends now but he told me he was like well you know how can you expect to because throughout my process I am abstaining from sex until marriage so, and that's a decision I decided to make after my son. And so after that, the so-called friend of mine, he told me, he was like, yeah, you know, um, men don't really, and please correct me if I'm wrong, because it may have just been the hardcore truth. Maybe I just wasn't ready to hear it. But he was like, well, you're out here and you want to date. But when men see that you already have two kids, they're looking like, well, what's different now? Why aren't you still doing it now when you already have two kids? Now, is that a mindset that men still have? Like, tell me if I'm wrong. You know, I'm, I'm my skin is toughened up a little bit since then. Well, I could say um, the, most of the most of the answers I'm gonna give, I'm I'm gonna preface with it depends on the person. Mm. But I will say most men are gonna most men like. I've been taught, I'm pretty sure Brandon have been taught this. We're always, you know, giving this, hey, make sure that you respect women. But there are some women out there who just don't care and they will, they're willing to do what they want to do for you, regardless of what situation you got going on. So in that instance, it's almost like, well, do I want to deal with the woman who has two children who doesn't want to do anything for me? when I can go deal with women who don't have any children who would do whatever they want. Mm. So it's, it, I would put it like that. Like if you got options and you got choices, the more options and choices you have, the harder it is to make decisions. For some men, they don't want to deal with a woman that is abstaining. They don't want to deal with a woman who has children because that's less energy and focus that that woman can give to them. So it just mm. depends. I think it just depends on the man. But most men, you know, we kind of built to conquer. Like, you know, we go out to set out to do what we want to do. And and the minute somebody says no, it's like, okay, we're cool. I don't have to deal with you. I can go go this way. I can go deal with somebody else. Very interesting. Brandon, Kelvin, what's your take on that? Kelvin hit it right on the spot. I, I have nothing to say because he hit it right on the spot. Okay, cool. He's nothing but facts. Yeah. All right. So listen, so with everything that is going on in the world, what has been going on in the world since 2020, 
has it been has it been hard for like men to date or to mm. to find someone and i'm I'm saying men, but you know I'm getting you guys's um opinion because you guys are men, so you can think like a man, you know honestly it's not it's not hard to date out here uh I would say um as a man, we already know or what we look for in somebody. In today's generation, their mindset. So, if you're going on a date, well, I'm not speaking for myself, but I've seen this happen to uh, other people. So they go on a date, so they expect something in return. Well, with mm. me, if I'm, if I'm interested in somebody, I take sex out of the equation because I want to get the real, to know the real you. So I'm saying I'm not expecting anything. I'm taking on it because I see potential you. So that's that's one thing about me. If I'm de- want to get to know somebody and see potential of being my girlfriend, I eliminate sex. So I'm like, no. Prime example, I had a potential. Uh, we went out on a date, and I think we had a few drinks. She was very, she didn't get too toxic, but she was tipsy, and she lived maybe like thirty minutes from my city. And I told mm-hmm. her, say, hey, I, me personally, I don't feel comfortable. You know, you driving home and you're in that state of mind. I say, if anything, you can stay at my place, but uh, for me to be comfortable, you can take my bed and I can sleep on the couch. Me personally, I like to sleep on the couch because I don't care. Nobody says sleep on the couch is hitting. Like, I don't mind sleeping (laughs) on the couch. So, and that's so that's nice thing because that's I'm a general. I, I know I can be an asshole sometimes, but you know I I'm also a gentleman. So I was like, I don't want you driving. I say you can take my bed. I sleep on a couch, and I'd rather you, you know, I don't want you to get arrested. You could get in an accident. So I say, you know what, just you know, take my bed. I sleep on the couch. Cause I said I t- eliminate sex. I said I'm not trying to do anything. And, you know, we both got that understanding that we're not doing anything. So mm-hmm. I just feel comfortable. The second, third. Now if that was somebody else. Nah, they, that they would say the same thing, and they would not tell that person, "Oh, I'm not sleeping on the couch. I'm sleeping in the bed." Which is, and then that gives them a mindset of, "Oh, you, do, I'm doing all this for you. I'm expecting something in return tonight." Mm. So that's mm. the thing. They, they, it's that mindset. They expect something. To, they always expect something in return. If you go in that mindset of, of the date, "Oh, I'm not expecting anything," things will be more clear. That's that's how I feel about it. But nine out of ten, ten. Men know what they're looking for and what the type of person they want. Hmm. Hmm. That's very interesting. You know, I I have um a guy friend of mine. Something that I really respect about him. He says, you know, if I go out on a date with somebody, so pretty much he doesn't engage in any sexual activity with them if they're not fully sober. He was like, I don't care if you're tipsy, if you're drunk. He was like, and it's, you know, it's also a thing to keep him covered as well so that you don't wake up the next morning and be like, oh my God, what do we do? I didn't mean to do that. So he never wanted to put himself in that position for that. And so I think that that's very respectful of you guys to um, do that. And that was very respectful of you in that situation, Brandon, to do that as well. And to also still make it clear, even though she was, you know, slightly intoxicated. So like, Kelvin, like, what you think about that? Like, is it, is it hard? Like, and then to answer, like answer this, like, I've heard this so many times. Do men really know, like on the first few dates? I, yeah, 
yeah, I think she the one. That's like a part two to that question. Okay, so uh, first part of that question is, is it hard? It's as hard as we make it, honestly. Um, mm. it, it can be very simple, for real, for real, but I think the, the difficulty comes in when we we start when we as men, because the sad part about it is most of us are easy. Like it ain't, it ain't that hard um, because we're usually the ones who are pursuing. So it's not hard for us as men to accept the date or to go out and pursue women. I think it becomes difficult when we decide to say, you know what, I have a preference or I have certain boundaries that I'm not willing to let go of when it comes to me dating certain women and some women look at that and like boy you know I'm the prize like how you gonna tell me you don't want to date me and it's like well I just you know if you don't want to meet that standard that's cool I can find somebody else who does so I think that can make it difficult uh for some men if they have those same standards and then on top of that there's a a culture now like 2020 2021 where women feel like you better have some money. You better have some status. <laughs> you better be giving me the world before you even date me. And it's like, well, wait a minute, hold on. I think that's the purpose of us dating so we can find out if we want to try to make that relationship with each other. But a lot of women and men too, but more women than men that I've seen publicly have been hurt and put, you know, in so many bad situations in previous relationships so when they get to a new relationship, they're very quick to say, uh-uh, you better give me the world now, because if you don't give me the world now, I can go find it somewhere else. Or I deserve the world just because I'm a woman. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute, hold on, time out. I'm not saying that you're, you know, you're not deserving, but at least let us go on dates to figure out if we're compatible with each other, because I might not be the man for you. It may be yeah. another out there that's for you. So I think that plays a big role into the challenge or not having a challenge. I mean, as far as like the, you know, knowing the first few dates, I think it just depends on a man. If if the man is a player, he could know and still be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to keep my options open because I ain't trying to be no sucker. That's just keeping it real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of the time, I mean, we're like Brandon said, we, we know what we want. We know what we're looking for. And if we find what we're looking for and it's, you know, is starting to meet those qualifications and those standards, you know, we'll know in the first few days. And sometimes people get into spaces where it's like, all right, well, I'm going to just, you know, this is somebody I'm cool, I can hang out with, I can kick it with, but I don't want to date them seriously. Or the opposite. Like, you start to go on more dates and like, oh, I really like this person. Like, you're taking up my time and my attention and I really don't want to give it to nobody else because... Yours is more valuable than theirs. Just to <clears throat> so it can happen like that. Um, I definitely think men can do that. It, it happens. It's just that I think sometimes women don't recognize it, or they do recognize it, but for the wrong reasons. Mm. You know, I, I I think that that was a very valid point in what you said, and it's very true that um, women in society now are definitely expecting more, and they're not willing to. <clears throat> excuse me, walk through that fire, so to speak. And so I asked um, myself this question and a group of friends, well, what was the difference between marriages back in the 1940s, 50s, 60s, even the 70s, 
versus marriages now. Now, was there some toxicity back then? Absolutely, because women were more prone to put up with their husbands cheating. Now you have in today's society, well, women not putting up with that. I believe, and I'm not trying to call her out, I'm not judging her, but I believe Monica has been divorced twice, the singer, because her husband's cheated on her. And so it's not a standable versus you have someone that is like Tina Campbell, whose husband cheated on her, but she stayed with him. And so I think that, and ladies, this is a disclaimer, I'm not saying in any shape, form, or fashion that you deal with that mess or that you continuously put up with that mistreatment i'm not saying that at all but i think that the biggest thing behind it with tina campbell and i can understand is that she understood and she knew her purpose she knew that her and her husband were purpose and destined to still be together and so she did it now why she say i don't know i don't personally know her but that's what i see and that's what i'm understanding that i think is the reason why she stayed versus someone like monica and i'm not saying that god didn't ordain her marriages because i don't know but for her to be so quick to leave you know to me it kind of raises the eyebrow and it's like okay well you know and maybe some people are going to be mad at me about this. But here's my opinion on that. And I, I definitely understand it. And I get it from two different perspectives. But here's my thing. Okay, so the questions I would ask when I hear situations like that. What was it that you were doing or that you weren't doing as to why he cheated? And again, I'm not justifying men cheating because I don't think that there's really much that can be justified with cheating. But within that, okay, well, I would be thinking, okay, Monica, well, what were you doing? You know what I'm saying? Were you giving him the attention that he needs? Because at the end of the day, we can sit up here and say, oh, men don't really need attention, blah, blah, blah. Men don't really need to be listened to. Um, In actuality, what I'm starting to learn about men is that they actually need that. That's something that you guys need. And especially if you're married, you guys need that that intimacy. And intimacy is not just sex, but you guys want to be listened to too. And please correct me if I'm wrong, but men want to be listened to too. Men want good sex too. In marriage, of course, I'm speaking in the realm of marriage, but if you're doing it um, outside of marriage, um, you know, that's between you and God. But with that being said, and so... I just think that there's that dynamic to where I would always ask that question. And then I would ask myself, okay, husband, what were you doing if she was busy? So another story, and then I'm going to let you guys speak. Um, I used to watch Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, and Rashida's husband, Kurt, cheated on her. And he was like, oh, the reason why I cheated, she wasn't giving me none. I would, you know, now they're married. She wasn't giving me none and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, well, I would be tired. I'm tired. I just got done doing X, Y, and Z. I'm tired. Now, I do understand that a certain perspective that, and I've even heard men say this themselves, when it comes to sex, we can be a little selfish. And so my question with that situation would be, you know what? Okay, Kurt, how are you helping your wife? She's tired. 
by the end of the night, she's too tired to give you none. Well, how are you alleviating that pressure so that at the end of the night, you and your wife can be intimate with each other? Are you helping her with the kids? Are you helping her doing X, Y, and Z? All of these different things. And so I think it can go from two different ways, depending on what the situation is. And I don't know how I jumped on that for women. But yes, women in today's society are too entitled. And that's the difference that I think between marriages then and now. Then, back in our days, our grandparents, great-grandparents, they were at least willing to still walk through the fire with their men. Women in today's society, and this is not all women, they're not willing to put up and go through the fire. It takes a process for that man to be built. And actually, if we're speaking, I'm going to speak from a Christian perspective, you as a woman had the ability to speak that man to come to pass. You have the ability to be able to speak and say, you know what? This man is this. He's that. He's this. You have the ability with the power of your mouth to speak your husband to be. Come. The man. And all of my married friends have said that. He was not this man who he is today. I prayed this man to be who I needed him to be. But still being that submissive, godly wife and so I, I know I'm talking a whole lot I'm supposed to be letting y'all talk but I just wanted to share that that women today we just we give up so easily and it's like yo well for one you know about this man do you have a revelation about him and I think that that's something key that will also keep your relationship and why it's important for us to be able to hear from God about our mate and not saying that marriages don't last if you don't hear God about your mate because they do I've seen them okay last point Michelle Obama she was asked a question in the interview and she said well because she was dating somebody before former president Barack Obama and they asked her well what if you would have kept dating him the guy before Barack Obama and she said he would have became the president of the United States that in itself speaks so much power to what I just said. That man who she was dating previously to Barack Obama still would have made president because she would have did what she needed to do to get that man to that place. And I think that that's a lot that we're missing women in today's society. It's not, and it's a mindset shift as well. So anyway, I'm going to stop talking. I just said <laughs> a whole lot. I'm going to let y'all talk because I just said a lot. And y'all are supposed to be talking, but I just wanted to share that. I think that's very important. I I I, I definitely hear where you're coming from, and um, I would add this perspective. I can't remember exactly who said it, but this is not a mm-hmm. personal quote for myself. But um, we are the first generation of men who aren't needed, who and aren't I, needed, who aren't needed, and mm. I, in reference to livelihood. So generations previous to us needed men so when you know when it came down to marriage when it came down to uh just handling certain aspects of life now this generation of women don't need men for nothing like if Mm. they're they don't need a man to do that they can go to the sperm bank if they want to buy a house, they can buy a house on their own. If they want to pursue a career, they can pursue a career on their own. Everything that they needed men for in back in the day, and the reason why sometimes mm. those women and men stayed together was just because the woman couldn't survive on her own. She couldn't make enough, ah. you know, take care of the kids. Mm-hmm. Couldn't sustain a certain type of lifestyle on her own. 
So she stayed with the man regardless of what he did, you know, no matter how toxic he was, et cetera, et cetera. But our generation of men isn't needed. And I'm mm. saying that to be an absolute. I'm saying that as a lot of women are going into the dating pool saying to themselves, I don't need a man. I don't need to have to deal with you and your nonsense. I don't have to need you for any. If I want sex, I can get sex. If I want money, I can get my own money. If I want my own house, my own car, I can get everything on my own. I don't need you for anything. But I think the reality of the situation is we do need each other. Men yeah. need women. Women need men. We need each other to balance ourselves out. And I think it's important for us to have conversations like this so that we can kind of get on the same page. But a, mm. a lot of negativity has been pushed because men have been able to do whatever they wanted to do for so long and have a woman to come back to. And now that that ain't the case no more, it's like, well, women are doing it now. Women are like, okay, I'm going to keep this man in my pocket and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And when I want to come back to him, I'll come back to him and use him whenever I need to use him. And it's, it's not fair to anybody, whether it's man or woman, but now this generation has that ability and that's what's making it easy for somebody to say, well, you cheat, I'm gone. I don't have to stay with I don't have to stay with you. There are other people out here that are willing to love me and care about me and be with me. If you want to go be with somebody else, go be with somebody else. Don't be with me to be with somebody else. So I think that that's a large part of it. Um, and I hate to say it, but I don't think we have enough conversations about how often things happen to both parties. A lot of emphasis is on, you know, men who <clears throat> cheat on women. A lot of emphasis is on men who abuse women. A lot of emphasis is on men who uh, mistreat women. And it's not to say that it doesn't happen or that none of those cases are valid, but it happens on the other side, too. And the sad part about it is women are celebrated and liberated for talking about being mistreated. When men do it, it's a suck it up, like mm-hmm. get over it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. as if that man is feeling the way he feels or going through what he's going through. If he's been abused by a woman, mistreated by a woman or cheated on by a woman, it's always a, well, we live in a patriarchal society. So the society and the world supports you and doing whatever you want to do. So if you got hurt, it was your fault. It's like, no, nah, that's not necessarily the case. Like, you can't just say that just because the society we live in supports men being at the top of the food chain because things have changed. Like I said, now it's not like that anymore. We say that, you know, a lot of things are geared towards men, but women have a different level of power now in a lot of different places. The vice president hmm. of the United States is a black woman. Uh, and I say that loosely because I know she has other racial uh, ties to herself, but just yeah. speaking in general terms, the vice president is a black woman. We have women in power everywhere. There are more women CEOs now than there, there ever been. There, women are the black women, to be specific, are the fastest growing mm-hmm. number of entrepreneurs. Of entrepreneurs. Period. Mm-hmm. They are also the most educated group of individuals. Period. So, to know that women are at this space and time is very easy for us to look at men and say, what are y'all doing? Why do, why do you deserve to get this? Why do you walk around like, you know, you just the best thing in the world because you're not? And it's humbling for some men to be like, well, dang, you know, I thought I was doing something with my life, but I guess I ain't doing nothing now because women are taking over. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily true, but it does play a role in 
how people date. You know, a lot of people would prefer to do hypergamy where they're dating up. And that's very mm-hmm. big for women now. Women are not finna date men that they have to speak life over. They don't want to date men. <laughs> they, they don't want to date men who they have to encourage or date, date men who are developing. They want the man that's already developed, the man that's already got everything going on. But the sad part about that is when, when you meet men like that, most men that are like that, they don't need a woman in their mind. So they're not going to give you the same energy, a man who is, you know, developing or a man who is not quite there yet is going to give right. you because in their minds, they're saying, okay, I want a woman. I know I don't need her to be here. I still got to do my own thing. I still got to take care of my own business, but I would like to build with somebody versus I done already built my empire and you just want to come on and be the queen. That ain't fair. Mm-hmm. Cause you weren't there when I was in the gym shooting around you weren't there when I was sweating. You weren't there when I was broke. You weren't there when nobody wanted to talk to me. You weren't there when I was going through it. But you mm-hmm. want to be the benefit from all of my hard work just because you're a woman. And it's not fair. I mean, it's not fair to women either. If, if a woman has done all this hard work and labor and she done did all this, you know, stuff for her life and a man comes along, he's like, okay, well, you know, you got yourself together. Now let me hop on. A woman mm-hmm. going to be like, No. You know, you weren't with me when I was doing all this. I'm not just going to let you flourish off of my, you know, off of my growth and my stature. So I think having those conversations to be able to say, well, look, I'm here at life. I'm not at the greatest space in my life, but I'm getting better. And I would like to be with somebody who's also doing the same thing versus feeling like I'm above or beneath anybody. And I think those are the conversations we should be having a a lot more often instead of this whole Mm -hmm. What do you bring to the table? We all got tables. We all got different skills, abilities, uh, things that we carry and possess that other people do not. And we just work yeah. and try to figure out what's compatible. But the minute yeah. you start, you know, what do you bring to the table? It's almost like, is this a job interview or are we trying to date each other? So yeah. I think that's that's the conversation that we should have. Like, what are we doing to work with each other, not mm. to be on opposite teams? Because right now it's very, men do this, women do that, and that's the end of it versus it being, there are several different types of men, several different types of women, Mm -hmm. but dating to find out if our compatibility works with each other so that we can build our own lives together, or we can figure out what type of relationship we have. Are we friends? Are we uh, colleagues? Are we buddies? Or is this romantic? Is this something that could flourish into a marriage or into a partnership and i think us doing that will bring us a lot further than us bickering and arguing about our preferences and what we like and what we don't like with people who don't even care to date us in the first place so i think that's something that we should do all together versus men or women mm-hmm. that's really good that's good i agree and then I was going to say, a lot of, uh, I say both men and women, they kind of try to base their, they want their relationship to be like the, the celebrities, and that's not how mm. it works. Mm-hmm. No. Like, I don't understand. I, I don't want, if anything, oh, one couple I would might be is Michelle and Brock. That's a that's a good couple, so, you know, yeah. try to go after, but, like, I'm not about to try to be, like, uh, money back, and then, no, nah, I'm not trying to be that. Yeah. 
you know, we are in the two different tax brackets. Let's not try to be that. Let's stay in yeah. our own. <laughs> and that's another thing. Tax right. Bracket, they oh like we got you gotta you gotta you gotta be humble. Like you can we don't we not like that. We don't we we don't yeah. have that type of success that they do. They can do whatever they want. They can go from different female to female and it, it's a I, I think it's a generation thing. They follow us, they follow behind. Oh, I'm trying to black them. Once they break up, oh, they go somebody new. Oh, let's be like them. Yeah. No, no, let's let's not. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. They're in different yeah, types of brackets. I support that all the way, Brandon. I'm with you on that one, brother. Like, I want my own love. I want my own relationship. I'm not saying that I can't model some of the good characteristics from other relationships, like mm-hmm. President Obama and Michelle Obama. They have a lot of great characteristics. You know, for them to go through what they went through for eight years with no scandals, no issues, like, no, really realize how hard that is to be literally in a fishbowl for a whole United States corporation and say, you are the face, your relationship is the face of this country. So whatever happens, y'all better stay together. So I think it's tough, you know, looking at that and saying, okay, well, they were resilient, but they were resilient because they prayed together. They were resilient because... They communicated. They were resilient because they both mm-hmm. were accountable for, you know, their actions if things didn't go right in the relationship. So I think those are the traits I look at more than, like, Brandon was saying, like, oh, money bag, you know, oh, I'm finna, I'm finna go buy her a lamb or I'm finna go buy her a whole bunch of Birkin bags. And she appreciates it. And I'm not saying that, you know, you can't appreciate your woman or you, the woman can't appreciate the man, but we don't know what they got to deal with when the, the Instagram feed goes off, we don't know what they got to deal with when that lamb got a, a oil change or, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. That, that Birkin bag ain't <laughs> new no more. We don't, we don't talk about that. And I think that's the problem. Yeah. We'd be so focused on what it looks like to us in that very moment. Mm-hmm. We don't think about six months down the line when they get in an argument about how they're not communicating love with one another. That Birkin bag can't do nothing for you. Yeah. Like, when you need somebody to be there for you because you, know, you just lost a loved one or you're dealing with a hard situation at work, that Lamborghini is nice, but it's yeah. transportation. It can't give you a hug. You know what I mean? So I think mm-hmm. that's the, that's the big, like the big part that we don't put enough. We should be making that go viral. We should be making people working in healthy relationships go viral. Rather yeah. Just these monetary materialistic, Oh, well, I got this for you. You got that for me. This how we supposed to be because we ain't never supposed to be broke. When newsflash, majority of America is broke. Everybody don't live like that. So, yes, have those aspirations dreams to get to that level, to be in a different tax bracket. But Mm -hmm. know that for the most part, you might not ever reach that. You might not. And the people that you're, you know, you're dating if they have that goal and that dream to do it with you, by all means, I say go for it. Because I know I do. I want a jet. I want a private jet. And I'm not nowhere near a runway right now. But that's something that I aspire to have. And the people that mm-hmm. I, I, I look up to, they have it. So when I'm dating, that's the mindset I have. I'm looking at somebody who's saying, I don't want to accept a mediocre life. Okay, cool. We on the same page with that. So you understand why I'm driving so hard to reach my dream. It don't have anything to do with how other people perceive me, but how I perceive myself. So having those conversations within one another, like 
intimate conversations about what are goals that you want to achieve? What are things that you want to do with your life? How can I be a part of that? How can we make each other's dreams come true? And if we can, cool, bet, let's make it happen. But if we can't, all right, it may just not work. It's okay. You know, there are other people out there. So I think doing that, like I said, we can get a whole lot further if we focus on those things versus those other things that don't really matter that much, but they give people so many feelings because of how society works. Yeah. You know, I totally agree with both of you all. Um, Sure. I really don't have nothing to say after that one, but I, I want to say this, that ladies, and I'm saying this with the most purest heart with love ever. If you are just a materialistic female, please dig deep to find out that root as to why. Because just like Kelvin said, it's so much bigger than the materialistic things. You know, there there's so many ways that you can be creative. And now, and this is also for my men that are listening. If you are dating someone, um, a female who just likes materialistic things, you may need to sit down and have a conversation with her and ask her where their roots from. Because now I'm not sitting up here saying that women, we don't like nice gifts every now and then. Yeah, of course. But if she's all about materialistic stuff, that's a deeply rooted issue that needs to be dug out and need to be brought to the light, period. And so now that I've mentioned that, mental health, we like let's talk about mental health with black men because one of the things that i'm really understanding and even just seeing and just hearing my friends dating stories um even myself out here um and i'm not saying that this that women don't need it but women are more prone to go to therapy than men are what does that look like now in today's society because again, I'm noticing that a lot of men are broken too. It's just not women at all. And I'll share this like quick story. I was talking to this guy, great guy, great personality, worked hard, things like that. And I began to dig deep into his past. This guy was in a whole abusive relationship with a female. He was manipulated. He was physically abused. He was verbally abused by a female. And I said, you know what? I really think that, and this is not to say again that I wasn't willing, but I can tell just by his conversations when we would talk, that brother needed to go to therapy. And he said he didn't. And I get it as a man, you're ashamed. You don't want to talk to somebody about a whole woman hitting on you and talking down to you. I get it. It can be embarrassing. So I totally understand it. But I would just say something very small and it would like, he would say something completely left. And I'm like, that's not what I meant. That's not what I said. If I wanted to say that, I would have said that. But, and I was like, yeah, you're not healed. You need to go to therapy. And so like, what do you guys think about mental health with black men and you know I'm not saying that all men don't need 
um, therapy, but I'm addressing black men because I have two black kings on the <laughs> on my show today, and so that's the that's why I want to pinpoint that in our black community. Uh, for me, I say it's very important because all that stuff that's brought up it can bring a be a toll on you. Well, me per se, I mean, I haven't been to therapy, but for me, I'd have to have somebody I could talk to. So the person I talk to is my mom. My mom is like my best friend. So yeah, that's who I like. Anything that's going on with me, like job wise, I'm stressed. I'm going through so much. That's the first person I call. Like she's, I I can say that she's. I can say my mom's my therapist because she knows me better than anybody, and she's not gonna yeah. be biased and she's gonna tell me what I need to hear. So anything pertaining, you know, myself, I I that's I say I, I talk to my mom, but it is mental health. Like getting make sure you're you're 100 healthy physically and mentally and emotionally. It is important, but the way the way men are set up today, they uh, and some of them were raised. They was raised to you know tough it out, not to show emotion, and that's yeah. another thing that's kind of hindering the black male come to relationship. That's the that's the biggest downfall for I can say for most relationships besides is you know besides cheating, the being able to be open, not expressing their feelings, not being emotionally available. Because a female always want their man to be emotionally available. They want them to be open up and be, you know, be vulnerable to them. But as that goes back to today's society, they don't. They they want it was told to stick it out, don't show emotion or anything. But that's just also that that piggybacks on how that person was raised. Hmm. Okay. I agree. Okay. I agree. Uh, I would say in addition to that, just like Brandon was saying, like. Some of us men are raised off of love. Some of us men are raised off of survival. And that goes for women too. But for men, it's almost instinctual for us to, at a very young age, be told you're not allowed to have certain emotions. And mm. if that gets reinforced over and over and over again, as you get older, when you do get hurt, you don't talk about it. Yeah. Because you're supposed to be tough. You know, you're supposed to, you're supposed to be a certain way. And when you're the opposite of that, it starts to challenge what is considered you being a man. And no man will. I don't care what your sexual orientation is. I don't care what your your preference is in terms of, you know, your lifestyle. No man wants to feel less than a man because of how he feels. So mm. whenever we get put in situations that make us feel uncomfortable or have hurt our feelings or have made us feel less than, we don't want to talk about them. Because we've literally been told, don't, don't talk about it. If you hurt, if you get, you want to cry, don't do it because it's going to make you less than a man. It's like, dang, it's not fair. I can't be a whole man because I'm trying to hold back emotions and feelings that are healthy for me to, to express. But a lot of times nobody's teaching us how to express them. And we're looking at other men and they're just hiding them. They're just, you know, diving into other things to deal with their issues or to cope with their problems. Because they don't know how to express them. I know, you know, some brothers, if you were to go on a poll and say, black men, how do you express yourselves when you're not feeling at your best? Some men would tell you, I go to the bar. Other men would tell you, I go to my homeboy's house. Some men find that solace in other women. You know, they just find another woman to get to and be like, all right, well, I'm going to put everything that I got going on on this woman and let her deal with it. Which is not fair. It's definitely not fair. So I agree. You know, mental health is extremely important. 
I have been to therapists. I've been to more than one therapist. Um, and I encourage other black men to go to therapy if you feel yeah. comfortable enough to actually be a part of it. Like Brandon said, you know, you find a trusted person. Um, one of one of the ministers that I follow, actually Bishop Bishop Bronner said, find a safe space with safe people to talk about unsafe things. So yeah. whoever that person may be for you, have an outlet, but a lot of men don't have that because we don't feel comfortable enough to, to talk about it. So when we do go through things, like Brandon was saying, we bottle it up and it, it comes out. Like my therapist told me, my unresolved and unhealed traumas from being a child to adulthood are going to come out in every relationship if I don't manage them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, ooh, yeah, about that. Um, therapist, yeah. you're a little too real. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. And she was like, yeah. it's okay. You know, you just need to acknowledge that that's something that is a part of life. Other people mm-hmm. are going to feel that same way, but the quicker you acknowledge it, the quicker that you can figure out how to manage those emotions and have those conversations with those people that you care about and that you love and say, well, look, I'm not as vulnerable as I should be because of X, Y, and Z. However, I'm not going to allow it to stop me from growing or stop me from really being a loving person. Cause the way I look at it, having a daughter, I need to try to be as emotionally available as possible so that she doesn't go find a man that's emotionally mm, unavailable. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want her to feel like, well, dang, I can't talk to my dad about this because he never yeah. understand. Right. But this man will. Or, you know, mm. I don't know how to understand a man loving a woman because i never seen my dad do it. And it's like, no, I don't want that. I want her to be able to see the example and be like, okay, if this man is not treating me right, I don't have to be with him. I don't have to give him my time and my energy because my dad didn't do it to the women that he was around. So I don't mm. have to accept that. So... Yeah. I think that's big. And if you, even if you don't have kids, it's just the thought of the type of reputation that you want to have if you do end up having kids or just for other people that are around you. It don't have to necessarily be kids. Um, it could be, you know, your nephews or your nieces or, you know, your aunts and your uncles. I never realized how much of an example us as men can be the people that are older than us or or in other places and spaces that we haven't gotten to yet because they can see themselves. They can see us in themselves. And it's a reminder to say, you know what? I don't have to be this way. I can be better. I can be different. And sometimes it takes them seeing us and where we are to be like, you know what? I needed that reminder that just because I've gotten this far in life or just because I've reached a certain status, I can't stop myself from learning and growing to be a better person. So Mental health, extremely important. Therapy is extremely important. I tell people, shop your therapist like you shop your barber, like you shop everybody yeah. else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Go to the person you feel most comfortable with so you can really express and talk about those things that bother you. Because if you don't, yeah. they are going to come out. One way or another, they're going to come yep. out. And you don't want to be in a situation where your emotions and your un- unexpressed traumas and feelings come out in a space mm-hmm. where you can't control it. So. Yep. And uh, just a little piggyback, uh, like Kelvin said, that he has a bishop. Well, my dad's a pastor, so one thing that he like, he told me that God's not going to put you through anything you can't handle. And for me, I got a favorite Bible scripture that I 
purposely read every day. Even I got in my bathroom, I make sure I read this every day before I go to work. Anything that helps me get through all this, what's going on, then with mental health, is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And that gives me a clear mindset. You know, as long as I do right. And I got God on my side. He keeps me in the right path. I'm going to be okay. Yeah. You better say that. Scripture, Brandon, you better speak it. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, I think that was really good. And this is, um, you know, this is not a therapy session. This is not meant in any shape, form, or fashion to provide any type of therapy. Well, we are just simply saying that as men are, um, are women, to get and seek the help that you need. Um, there are a lot of options out here. There are therapy, therapists online, virtual, in-person. I mean, it's so many options out here, even at local churches. If you're here in Atlanta, the Church of Apostles, um, look them up. They have so many programs for healing, um, for trauma, relational healing. It's amazing. I went through it myself twice. Actually, no, wait, no, three times. Um, actually, but it's amazing. They're an amazing group of people and they allow you in their space, even if you're not a quote unquote member of their church. So if you're in Atlanta, Church of Apostles, that's an amazing church to look into for those different um, programs that um, you need um, as well. They're amazing. And they're so they really, truly like I can really say they really, truly display the love of Christ for you completely judgmental so anyway just check it out i don't want to be like you know anyway i think that that's really good for what you guys um have said and i think that this has been an amazing conversation i'm going to keep my word i said i'm going to keep you guys no more than an hour well i think i need to under 30 minutes but you know the conversation was so good it just kept going so i'm definitely going to honor that and, and honor you guys's um time listen Regardless of if you didn't get anything else from this podcast episode, what I want you to really get is to really keep an open mind, whether you're dating, not dating, keep an open mind, but most importantly, always align yourself and remember who you are and who you are in Christ is not about what somebody else says about you, whatever the case may be. Sis, I get it. That man may not be your preference, but just because you have three, four, five kids doesn't mean that there's not anybody out there for you. There is. And so I want you to still be encouraged. But the bigger thing, remember who you are in Christ. There is nothing that anybody can say or do to you when you were unmovable in that place. Because when you were unmovable in that place, You have the power and the authority to be like, oh, okay, it is what it is, but this is what God said about me. This is what God said. This is his promise. His promises are only yes and amen. So with that being said, keep that, be encouraged, and I hope that you really gain something from this conversation that I had today. And I wanted to have this conversation because so many often of a time for one, we as women, we'd be like, oh, what are men thinking? I wonder what they think about this. I wonder what they think about that. And if y'all tell me I'm the only one thinking it, y'all lying. <laughs> y'all lying. Okay. Just, just be like, uh-uh, girl, you're uh-uh, you lying. 
we all wonder what men are thinking or what they think about certain things. And so I wanted to have this open conversation, dialogue with them because of that um, purpose. And so I thank you guys for joining me on um, today. Um, I don't know. Did you guys want to give out your social media handles or anything like that? I, I don't know. Only if you're comfortable or if you have social media. Go ahead, Brandon. You got the floor. <laughs> no, <laughs> you go first, brother Kelvin. I mean, uh, I mean, listen. If you don't want to give it out, it's totally fine. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind giving out uh, my handle on Instagram. Uh, it's D T H E underscore Essential E S S E T I A L underscore K. Um, that's at Instagram. Um, I have a Twitter, but I don't really use it that much. But if you Want to follow me, see what I got going on. Uh, it's on that page. I'm in the midst of doing some rebranding. So uh, you will see my page under construction for a little bit. But it's all good. That was for good reason. So um trying to build a new platform, build a new brand uh, for myself just to get a couple of my businesses and ideas off the ground. So yeah, just be on the lookout for that. Um, Brother Brandon, go ahead. Uh, I don't mind giving out my social media. Uh, you guys can follow me at smooth urkel underscore. Uh, are you are you a capital? Oh yeah, I'm the new baby girl. <laughs> but uh, I have a Twitter, but I be on the shenanigans on there. But I don't want nobody to see me on the shenanigans <laughs> on there. So <laughs> like I be I be on the shenanigans on there heavily. So, but yeah. You, best way you can find me is on IG. Uh, I would say that I personally, every morning, I always give people out um, inspirational quotes from the Bible just to make sure I know I'm going to touch somebody. And that has happened to me before. A lot of people say they appreciate that me posting all uh, the Bible scriptures and quotes that, you know, did what was going on today and they never know if I might touch somebody. So you're always going to have a I'll say an entertainment time if you look at my story. <laughs> Good and bad. If you make it to the close friends, I say that. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Okay, so again, Brandon, that's the Smooth Urkel. Yes, Smooth Urkel. Oh. S M O O T H U R K E L underscore. All right, smooth Urkel underscore. All right, you guys, listen. It has been a pleasure. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. My name is Clarion Brown Temporarily Hunty. Don't get it twisted. And you guys can reach me at Dear Single Mama Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, if you want to be a potential guest on the show, DM me or you can also email me at info at clarion D-E-N-I-S-H-A dot com all of this information and the handles will also be in the show notes as well in case you miss any of it. Thank you guys for tuning in on another episode. Thank you Brandon, thank you Kelvin for joining us and for speaking to us and answering our questions that we ladies have. It was truly a pleasure and it was fun. And until next time, you guys be safe. Um let me just pray us out. God, I pray that this episode touched someone on my God, that it revealed something new 
to someone that it just even if it impacted one person almighty god they let that one person be touched and let them be changed forever because of this episode and that they got and received a revelation from you i thank you for this opportunity i thank you for using me almighty god i don't take it lightly or casual i speak a blessing over um brandon and kelvin almighty god that as they go throughout this world Almighty God, as black men, Almighty God, that I just plead the blood of Jesus over them. I ask that and I plead the protection over them right now in the mighty name of Jesus and that no weapon fashion against them shall prosper and that they shall do and fulfill every purpose that you have called them to do. And that as they walk through that, that you would give them the desires of the heart, Almighty God. So I thank you for their lives. I thank you for their children and even their future children to come on mighty God. I even plead the blood of Jesus over them that you would keep them covered and protected. And in Jesus name, I pray. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you, brothers, for joining me. It was truly a pleasure. And until next time, you guys, see you on the next episode of the Dear Single Mama podcast.